Wake up. With wine. Oh, that's beautiful. Thanks. God. <laughs> you have a voice like an angel. People have said that. Like a Patsy Cline angel. Like a, like a dead angel. Well, that's what an angel is. Well, yeah. Angels are inherently dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, America, we are reeling. Sorry, we haven't been around. Oh, yeah. Well, you're apologizing for that. I I am blaming it on... Well, the loss of Whitney Houston has just hit us so hard. I've been completely unable... People gave me shit when I was like, I'm really upset about this. And they were like, no, you're not. I'm like, no, actually I am. I think (laughs) Whitney was... Whitney, for me, was... I feel like for a lot of people... And a lot of people our age, which I'm like, that's a little bullshitty. Uh... Like, a lot of people when Michael Jackson died, around our age, like, 29... Oh, God, I'm still holding on to 29. For two more weeks, I'm holding on to 29. <laughs> uh, you know, we're like, oh, Michael Jackson. Like, there's just so many of our songs. And I feel like when Michael Jackson was big, we weren't really old enough to, to like, truly absorb those hits at the time. You know, like... Yeah, I feel like I more abs- absorbed... Um, What's that guy's name? The funny guy that parodies songs. <laughs> Weird Al. I feel like Eat It. Like Eat It was <laughs> right, my big Michael true. Jackson. That's hit. true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Whitney Houston was my absolutely my first concert that I ever went to. Oh my god. It was really? an outdoor like amphitheater in How old were you? Pittsburgh. I was like ten or eleven. <laughs> it was the I'm Your Baby Tonight tour. Oh. She came out on stage on a motorcycle. Seriously? With an afro. That I mean, is so... She was like a diva among she divas. She was the best. She had the best voice. I danced to her songs after school for yeah. so many years. And I fucking performed The Greatest Love of All around the same age, 10, 11, on a cruise ship <laughs> while my... while my cousin did like a gymnastics floor routine <laughs> next to me. It was I really... The, I love the image that I'm getting in my head. Yeah, it was good. And I was wearing, like, a dress that my mom made. Exactly. Off the shoulder. Ooh, um, sexy. Navy blue dolphin print. It was Ooh. good. Ooh, so it was, like, appropriate for the For, for the, the venue. cruise. <laughs> right. Of old people. It was, like, me singing for old people. God, I wish there was tape of that. There's no tape of that, And I feel right? like I just did verse, chorus, bridge, and that was like... Yeah, I mean, I'm that's doing. all anyone knows. I mean, I feel like all I know is, I believe the children mm-hmm. of the future. And that's, that's the end of it. Yeah. I'm not even confident. I wasn't even confident that the next line is, teach them well. Let them lead the way. I know that part, but I wasn't the next line. Show them all the beauty <laughs> they possess inside. Oh, I mean, she was important. <sighs> And her fucking bald-headed album cover. I mean, I, that was like one of my first albums. Well, she bald. And it was like with all of her 80s dance hits, but it was like her being very Afrocentric on the cover. Like okay. maybe in Africa. Or that was the look oh, you were like, supposed right. to get. You like, were supposed to believe like maybe she went back right. to Africa to record. Um, I want to dance with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Which I kind of hope that she did. You're like, oh, we recorded this in Kenya. And Bobby Brown, um, he's not humping around. Is he humping around? Ain't nobody. I don't know. You know, there was a rumor for a while that Whitney was gay. No, there was. There was. There was an '80s like rumor that Whitney was gay because she didn't really like publicly date anyone. She was sort of an Alicia Keys. Oh, and is Alicia gay? Well, that was there were a lot of people that were like Alicia Keys is gay, and then suddenly, magically, she's like married and pregnant real quick, which is exactly what happened with Whitney too. Um, she it was like the rumor was kind of like percolating, and there was the whole thing that like people said that she was. First of all, we gotta get this wine going. Jesus, God. we gotta finish off this riesling. Oh. We just have to. It's really sweet. Just chug it down, and then we're gonna move on to this. Catalonia. Okay. You know? So, I mean, there was, you know, there was the... Do I have to finish the whole thing? Yeah, just do it. Jesus, God. (laughs) Okay. So, there was the whole thing that Whitney's gay, and 
And, a, you know, like, a lot of black people, I think, gave her flack that she was just, like, catering to a white audience. Which is, I mean, you know, historically, like, the same criticism that, like, a Diana Ross gave. And it's just, like, I think black women who have, like, crossover appeal, it's just criticism that oh, they're black men, too. Don't you think? Like, who? Who fits Like, that? um, Outcast. They had so much crossover appeal. But you don't think that Outcast... I mean, Outcast definitely does have crossover appeal. As I can... I went to school in Missouri. I can tell you a lot of white frat boys like to play Outcast out of their... I have to tell you a quick stat about Missouri real quick. Ooh, okay. Thought of you. Um, This is from Harper's. But wait, before we move on to that, I feel like Outcast, and not that I'm in any way an authority, and I should not be used as an you authority. You are an Outcast authority. I should not be used as an Outcast authority or outcast. referenced for anything when we ever talk about the black community, which we <laughs> never should, which white people never, ever, ever should. But I feel like Outcast maintained an authentic sense of blackness, in quotes, that, like, black people could identify with where I think Whitney got very dressed up by Clive Davis and made palatable for like suburban white people you don't think waiting to exhale changed all of that I feel like waiting to exhale one brought her back to the black community (laughs) (laughs) there comes a point Um, you exhale oh god I don't even remember that shoot is that like a is yep. it a shoop? That was the shoop shoop doop shoop doop. Oh man, we need to see that movie. When did Whitney fall apart? When was? I feel like it was we we really became aware of it in the two thousands. But she said I've been reading a lot of Whitney news. She said in an interview that around the time that she was recording, I think, The Preacher's Wife, which was, like, 1998, that she was doing drugs every day. Mm-hmm. That she was, like, showing up to set, she was doing, you know, like... Wasn't it just weed? Doing Wasn't what she was doing, she was and then... High? No, she smoked what they call, um, oh, fuck, uh, Cocoa Puff, oh. and it's weed laced with crack, so that the crack, like, picks you up, but then the weed, like, mellows it out. That actually so sounds that you, great. If I could get So that you're not, puff. like, crazy and itchy. As I itch my elbows. I am like, my skin is so dry. Okay, Missouri facts. I just need I just need you to take a guess. Okay. Just a guess. Okay. <laughs> how many <laughs> methamphetamine labs were busted in Missouri in 2011? Just 2011? Just uh, take a guess. 2000? What? How did you know that? Wait, seriously, was I like on to the exact number? 2000. <laughs> <laughs> You are the foremost outcast authority and methamphetamine Missouri. Having lived in central Missouri, I can tell you, I had a real figure (laughs) on the pulse of the meth community. Let's see. Let's just, now I'm just going to test you on something else. How many predator drones are patrolling the U.S. border with Mexico? Ooh. And like, what is a predator drone? You know what I mean? It sounds really weird. Fifteen? Six. Six. A predator drone is... Predator like, drones are... It's a, it's a type a of plane. They're, yeah, there's no pilot on it. It's just flying and there's people on the ground. It's like remote control planes, basically. That's but they're frightening, huge right? and they can drop bombs. That's frightening. Yeah. And remote they have control like these, planes? Yeah, so there's a person on the ground that's controlling it rather than a pilot sitting in the, the pilot seat. It's basically like the movie Toys with Robin Williams. Uh, if um, you had to watch one of the three of... Let me just name three movies, okay. and you tell Is me which like one you would... like a would-you-rather? You tell me which one you'd watch. Toys. Ugh. Jack. Hey. Patch Adams. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, toys. Yeah, that's the right Only number. because of... Tori Amos says, um... Cool light sneeze. No. Tori Amos, she has a song on the, um... What song? Father Lucifer? Uh, on the soundtrack. No, it's, um... Yeah, oh, was a cornflake girl. <laughs> yeah, it was Cornflake Girl. God was a good solution. 
God, I love Tori Amos. Um, no, it was a song called Happy Workers. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It's like super weird. It's not like a, a good song. That was like on one of my yeah, that's a, B-sides. That's a deep, deep cut. I feel like one, every Tori Amos song is it's a like, deep cut. Happy Workers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every every Tori Amos song is a deep cut because to the rest of America they're like who's Tori Amos? Oh god! And then when you know like Tori Amos B sides, whoa, that's a level of commitment. <laughs> I wonder how amazing B and I looked with our fathers at the Tori Amos concert that we went to. It's... Like to the other to like the older Tori fans who saw us, like those poor girls are not old enough to go to this right. concert. Or was it like? Because she also attracts some of, like, the, um, I don't know, just, like, hippier people. Like, like you you have to wonder if there was a, a, also people who were onlookers who were like, that's so awesome that those, like, girls, that their dads are, like, that, like, accepting. And they were, I guess. I mean, I mean, music. I guess. I mean, I think B's dad was like, what have I gotten myself into? Right. Like, I'm sure her dad was just looking at his watch. I mean, what is his time. favorite music? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he listens to. Huey Lewis? Do you know what? It's also probably, because you guys were like, what, 14, 15? Oh, just the worst time. Yeah, I mean, so just... it's like you're exiting that super awkward pre-puberty era. And I feel like you both had, I mean, you know, I don't know. Dads probably do feel like... My little girl. My little baby's growing up. My little baby. So this is this is a probably an op- that Tori Amos concert was probably an opportunity for you to. Well, you know, my dad did all sorts of weird shit to try to bond with me, and I well know. into. I know, and you, and at the time we like totally made fun of it, but now it's just like, oh, they tried so hard. Like my dad. <laughs> Listeners, this is a story. Thought that I, not, it's not that I was interested in black people, but I was just interested in human rights, you know, or oh, or 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 right. the, the problems of you know you you were sort of taking on the problems of the world because you when you find out about Rwanda, right, you're kind of like because you know about Hitler and 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 that genocide, you know about it, but you're right. like, but that was so long ago. And when you're like a white, when you're like an upper middle class white kid growing up in the suburbs, and you just kind of assume that like. Human rights was like a struggle that happened, and then like we moved past it, and that's like why we have Martin Luther King Day, and like everything's fine now, and it's so not. Yeah, and it's that realization that I feel right. happens about age 13, 14. Um, so I was into that. I was just into reading about terrible thing atrocities happening around the world. <laughs> yeah. So my dad's way of of communicating with me are like sharing that experience with me was buying me my first DVD which and I've been mispronouncing it was the river it's Niger I mean it's the Niger river I mean we say Niger is that right? do we say Niger? yeah I feel like most people say Niger but but it's Niger and that's I think been led by people on NPR so it's not Niger? Well, no, I mean, it is Niger. But it's like being like, I'll have a... And then you throw it's, that accent It's in. sort of like how people are like, oh, you're from Chile? From Chile? And now it's, it's like, Chile. it's Chile. And oh, it's like, Chile. It's like can Chile. I get a cerveza? Like, if I just all of a sudden said... Right, we just started... Thir- right. If I was all of a sudden from Barcelona. Oh, Barcelona. You're, you're from Argentina. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird. When people do that, for sure. Yeah. Um, but my dad thought that it was called... Oh, boy. And we're going to say the word. We're not going to say the word. But you know what word is very close to Niger that my dad thought it was. I know. Why, why would you... I know. Tell me. The river... The river N-word. The river N-word. I just, I don't know. And it shouldn't be... I mean, you know what? That's a funny story. And it shouldn't be so, like... It's funny now. It should be like skin crawling anxiety producing because of it, but it's also really funny. It's so funny. To think that your dad was like wandering the earth just like, oh. One of the biggest rivers. I mean, top three rivers. Right, and he right? like it's and like the Ganges. Like, what is it? The Ganges, the, the one in Europe? The, the huge Nina. one. 
the, the Pinta. The Pinta and the Santa Maria. The Santa Maria. Listen, isn't it though? Isn't it one of the big ones? It's a big river, yeah. It's a major river. Definitely, and for people who live on it, I mean, it's, you know, it's a source of water. It's a source of transportation. I like the fact that my dad, this is the first DVD. I had no way of watching it. Oh. Right, and that's the other part that of the story that I, they, this part of the story that I actually really like, is that one, he was completely wrong and had this like <laughs> sort of racist pronunciation of it. <laughs> and you didn't have a DVD player. And this was my dad who like, when those laser discs came out, my dad was first in line. Right. First in line right. for the laser discs. We had those, remember that they're this big. Yeah. CDs, but enormous. So my grandpa bought Judy Garland uh, musicals on, on, on laser discs. On laser discs. Oh my god. So we had like Easter Parade and Meet Me in St. Louis and uh, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit <laughs> on on laser discs. And I just remember sitting there watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit with him and him going, look at how clear it is. Like, And didn't you have to flip it halfway wow, through? Man. Yeah, I think you did, actually. <laughs> it was enormous. It was huge. What what was on that? Like, why was it? Why did you have to flip it? And that, that, what did those last? Four months? Was that a four-month yeah, trend? I don't know. I mean, because he bought probably, like, he bought probably, my grandpa loved movies. Like, he loved them so much. He They would get, um, he would rent from like Blockbuster or he would get like HBO for a while and he would tape them off of like he would tape things with VHS he had a whole closet just full of like movies on, on VHS so we always like had so many movies to watch it must be so hard to be that old and to have gone through all the fucking changes and you don't know when laser discs come out <laughs> right. that they're not they're gonna be the right. thing you don't fucking know right I mean, oh my god! And my my dad is very like he considers himself tech savvy. I mean, he considers himself right. And he, like he said, he bought me this HDMI cord for so that I can watch Netflix on my, so I can plug in. Oh, my, and then you can watch it in like okay. high def. Too. So here's the thing, though, and explain this to me. Yeah. I still can only use the volume from my laptop. Like, my TV volume... Doesn't work at all? Can you believe that? That's weird. So it's the volume of a fucking laptop. Well, because I think that you're connected, when you're connecting into your computer, I think you're making that... You're making your TV... Your, oh, it only comes through the... The speakers of the computer? Is it possible? Oh, you need an, you need an AV cord. Fucking Christ. Because that's Where just the that video. Go? And what is The it? HDMI cord is just the video. Ugh. So many it shouldn't cords. be too much. Shouldn't Although be, I don't know where it would connect from. Shouldn't we be in a better place? I, I can't tell you how many episodes of Gossip Girl I watched leaning towards the TV. You know, like with right. You towards... have to like sit with your laptop with you. Oh my god. <laughs> wow, I feel and I'm so the bad only for you. Person you're without wireless. You know what I mean? I'm the only person. Yeah. Why? Get I don't on, know. Get it's on so it, girl. confusing. Get I, it together. I I think we should go and go ahead and slip right into a segment we like to call. Life moments. Life moments. Uh, I've got a couple. <laughs> oh wow. A couple life moments. Because you, that kind of caught me off guard. Like as you said it, I was like, oh fuck. Like I need to think of a life moment. Well, I haven't been very good with my life moments lately. I don't think. Here's this. Natalie Joes, comedian. Hate that term. Gets yeah, why booked. Why did you describe yourself? I don't know. Gets booked at the goddamn main stage now. <clears throat> Let me tell you, winos. I, I perform in corners of bars where people don't know shows are happening. Right. And I have you to tell them to like shut the fuck up talking. and listen to me. I don't care if you came here with your friends. <laughs> right. I don't care if you haven't seen them in five years. I am talking in a microphone and you will listen. That's the kind of shows I do. So then I get booked for the main stage, huge deal, hosting Friday, Saturday night. Right. It goes great. It goes great. Like, I'm not saying that I killed, I'm not saying that but it goes great. I feel comfortable on stage. The audience is just like fucking with me. I and do my hosting. Jaws monologue. I do my fucking Jaws monologue, which isn't funny. It isn't funny. 
Um, yeah, I don't even not, know it well. I, 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 and I, that's why I was silent when you said it. I wasn't like, oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. Finally, you did that Jaws monologue. Mm-hmm. Boy, I've been waiting for you to bring that Which out. I've been too nervous to do at open mics. <laughs> Felt comfortable enough. First comic references Jaws. I'm on the side of the stage like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking do my Jaws monologue. Yeah, and funny. I knew that, like, there wouldn't be laughter. Did you, a know, couple do you people, know it by heart? I didn't. I just clipped it. You know, I mean, I... I did the beginning. You know, you clipped it. I clipped it. But I knew that, like, there would be people in the audience that would know what I was doing and they would enjoy it and that's kind of fun to know that there's, like... But also I knew that that I wouldn't lose them. I knew that, like, I might lose them for a second but they weren't gonna, like, turn against me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is, like, a crazy thing to know. Well, that's good. So, Saturday night, Adam Burke headlines. We're sitting there and this this happens. The server comes over and says, um, this table would like to buy you and your wife a drink. To you? I am the wife. Now, <laughs> did you just, because I was also on stage, I was on stage more than anybody. I mean, I was also always on stage, <laughs> like in between every I'm performer. Sorry, but who is your husband? Adam. They wanted to buy Adam and his wife a drink. So it's just funny how far we fall. You, you're on top of the world, next minute you're a wife. You know, just like that. Boy. Isn't that crazy? Oh, wow. I was on stage, like, the most. Well, they probably bought... <laughs> well, I mean, who knows how the, the, the server translated. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it was lost in translation. That's true. You know, like, maybe the, maybe the couple who actually bought you the drink saw like because right, were the two of right. you like sitting at a table together yeah, yeah, yeah. so they may have seen you like I'm sure that the people who actually bought you the drink recognize like I doubt that they were that dense I hope they weren't that dense but they, they were like, to buy were like oh drink. those two comedians know each other and like right and they were buying like because Adam had the best I mean I've never seen him do that well oh really he there good. was not a dip there was not a fucking good. dip good and he did the jagger off which was so funny <sighs> Have you seen him do this? No. Where he'll they'll play um, <clears throat> a Rolling Stones song and he'll do the different Jagger off moves, and it's so funny. The like the tiny pistols and pockets, the not this one but this one. I mean, it's so funny because he's got a name for all the different. Right, right, right. Anyway, and then the second life moment was I had to break up with someone that I'm not dating. Have you ever had to do that? You ever have to break up with somebody no, that you're not I dating? Haven't. Yeah. Okay, Cupid date. Oh. It didn't go well? It went fine. It went fine. And then I was like... So what was the problem? So I was like... I was like, I have the craziest week, like, ahead of me. I have a crazy week. So I'm not going to see you. I have a crazy week. You know what I mean? And just the amount of texting, the content of the texts, the return rate of my texts to his texts, I was like, bro, I can't do this. Like, I don't know when I'm going to get to see you. Like, I don't know. Like, you're... Because he'd say something like, well, let me know when you're free. And I'd be like, okay, I will. And then hours later, what are you doing Friday night? What are you doing... Oh, you're like, yeah, that's, that's cyberbullying. That's not letting me... That's talk. like a cyberbully. That's not okay. <sighs> that's not okay. It is not okay. Ugh. And it was the weirdest thing because it was like... Almost like we were already in a five-year relationship hanging out with him. <laughs> it was yeah. like we skipped all the good stuff. We were just comfortable watching Friday Night Lights. Yeah. So, have you ever played around? Like, I was watching TV and I was just like playing around with Opie Cupid, and they have uh, this thing where you can like, they just like bring up random profiles and then you can rate them on like a five-star. Like, no, I should do that. Thing, and. Anyone who's like a four, or that you rate a four or a five, they tell them. Well, the other person, if they do the same thing, in the random rotation, they'll bring up your profile, and if they rate you a four or a five, it sends you both a message that's like, "Hey, you just both rated each other pretty highly. Maybe you should talk." Right. right. So I was just like. Like, beep, 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 beep. Just, like, clicking right through. Left and right. And there was one... And there was this guy who's, like... I don't know. I mean... he, Not, like, the cutest. 
Um, but, like, I was just, like, reading his profile, and he was, like, he's in improv and the comedy and stuff, and I was like, oh, okay. I was like, four star. Immediately I get a thing that, like, he had messaged me earlier that he had, like, rated me highly, too, and I was like, oh, okay, because that doesn't happen a lot, but I don't know why. Because <laughs> I'm <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> and his message to me was, I've had my eye on you for a while. Whoa. And I don't know whether I should be alarmed or, like, like intrigued. Go with intrigued till he freaks you out. Till okay. he texts you till to oblivion. <laughs> and Dilly's like, what are you doing? What are you thinking about? What are you wearing? Oh, my God. Where are you? What kind of coffee do you like? What's your favorite movie? This guy was also... Hey, it's midnight. A chef. Okay, like... He's not a chef at a restaurant now. Now mm. he teaches cooking classes. He lives in a studio with a kitchen this size. Like one of those kitchens where you can just you can just, you just turn around. You something can just like as wide as your body. Yeah, where you can turn around. <laughs> like, you can do a full circle turnaround. Right. There is n- and he had no food. Like I went over there huh. thinking there'll be some foie gras, right, right. there'll be some but I don't know. You know, that's one of the things that I've always said that people are like, oh, I would love to date a chef. And I'm like, really? Because I kind of feel like, one, kitchen work is hard. Like, it, if you're a working chef, like if you're a working sous chef or something, like, it's it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. Like, you're on your feet, you're running around, you're dealing with food, you're, like, constantly making things. It's it's stressful. You're like, don't let that burn. Oh, that's so kind of simmer. That's not a simmer temperature. So, like, I don't know if you did something for, like, 12 hours, 10, 12 hours a day, how many ever days a week, and, like, working weekends and crazy shifts and stuff, like, I don't know if I'd want to... You wouldn't even want a functioning kitchen. I I would want a functioning kitchen. I mean, one... Because sometimes you're going to want to cook, right? I mean, that's weird. I mean, I saw those apartments, and I'm not a chef. And I remember going into studio apartments yeah. and being like, I'm still going right. to eat. It's I'm like, still going to cook meals. I need a counter. Oh, God. Yeah. Do you know what I've been getting really into lately? Hmm. Is um, slow cooker. Yeah. I've got one of those. I never use it. But. So I, you know, I work in advertising. I meet with sales reps. And they oftentimes bring like little swag things like, oh, hey, what's a water bottle or something from People Magazine. Okay, great. And I just like throw it on the pile because I get a million water bottles. And um, I met with somebody from America's Test Kitchens, you know, that show yeah. on PBS that I fucking love. That show. I I call it my like Sunday, my like Saturday, Sunday hangover routine where I just like lay on the couch and eat Triscuits. And <laughs> I love Triscuits. Do you melt cheese on oh, them? Do you put, so pop good. them in the microwave with a little cheese on them? No, for a I just eat them. Oh. oh, I don't have time for that. So, uh, <laughs> and, you know, there's like a whole string of of uh, like cooking shows where there's there's one where there's like the Norwegian guy and he's like always outside like cooking and yeah. he's like cold. Yeah. He's like, like oh. Fish, he, like, yeah, he's always like making fish and he's like in the snow. Over an open flame. Yeah, it's in weird. The snow. Yeah. Um, but I, I love that show and I'm don't. And then they go into like an igloo place. Right. It's like seriously, it's always he's always so cold and he's cooking. I'm just like I don't know. I guess what you made looks good. And there's like fish paste involved, which mm-hmm. just, that's not a place I'm going. But um, so I met with this rep and she, and we like and she's like oh and I brought some things for you. She gave me three giant like of those America's Test Kitchens cookbooks. Wow. And they're like, those are like good cookbooks. And the thing I love about it is that they're like, I've tried recipes from that show before too. Is like, you know, because they like test shit, so it's good. I made this like chicken soup from it that was, it was delicious. I wish you'd invited me over for it. Um, sorry, I was with my other friends. Oh. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, I can't invite everyone. <laughs> Well, Dan and I haven't even seen each other in, I would say, eight days. Yeah, I know. It's and, God, I've been, this is like, oh. And all I've been okay? doing is texting him about food. I, I, all <laughs> it's, it's all I've been doing. Like, we gotta go to Boner Terror. I know. We gotta get, have you had Dante's pizza? It's not called pizza? Boner Terror, though. 
It's called Buona. Bon- Buona. Buona Terra. Boner. Boner Terra. Yeah. You know, but that's all I feel that I've done. Like, You're have so you funny. been to this pizza place? I want to go to the pizza place. Like, that's yeah. all I've done. Meanwhile, you're trying to trim it down. Yeah. And all I'm doing is texting you about You know, food. speaking of restaurants, I think I told you, this girl that I used to work with, who, um, she was like, fuck advertising, I ain't gonna get out of this job. And she's like, I'm gonna open a restaurant. Oh, because that sounds oh, right. stress-free. Uh, that sounds awful. Um, but they, like, they actually did it, and it's this recipe called, or this this restaurant called uh, Ruxpin Kitchen. Oh, yeah. In Wicker Park, and... It is doing amazing. GQ Magazine just released a, li- a list of the top ten restaurants in the United States, and it's number seven. Whoa. It's And it's, like, this girl that I know who... Can we go? Yeah, we can. Of course we can. And get, like, a it's free app? It's open to the public. Can we get a free app? I mean, we can see what we can do. <laughs> I went to Owen and Engine last night. Have really? you eaten there? I don't even know what that means. It's right next to the movie theater on Western. It's that, like... No, I don't go to places like that. It's like this fancy English... No? I feel like fancy English... I don't know. Yeah, but it's like English food is not good, but when America does it. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was really good. You know what I could go for right now? A shepherd's pie. Mm, Mince pie. Oh, I would just love a... Just a big pile of mashed potatoes with some shit on it. Yeah, well, Michelle got bangers and mash. Basically, I want one of those KFC bowls. Oh, get a KFC bowl. That's what I'm soft. <laughs> That's what I want. Here was the weirdest thing about it. I've never had this happen in a restaurant. We order an appetizer. We're eating the appetizer. He right. wants to take the appetizer away. Even Why? Though there's no, still... don't take it away. No, no, no. We're going to work on this. Yeah. He's like, and then when the food comes, I'll just move the plates. And we were like, yeah, we're going to figure it out. Like, we'll figure it out together. He, like, couldn't deal with that. And we put in the dinner order... And he came over and said, like, 15 minutes later, like, should I go ahead and fire up, fire up, fire, or I think he said fire. Should I go ahead and fire your entrees? What? Yeah, yeah we ordered them. you should cook we or- them. We ordered them. That means put them up. Like, go start them. What? I've never been in a restaurant before and had them, are you ready now for the chef to? Hey, should they start working now? <laughs> That's weird. It was so weird. And like, has this person never eaten at home? Yeah. You make like an appetizer. You make some finger food for your guests. You can still cook. Right. Like if they come out, if they overlap, it's I don't okay. Want a People will figure food. it out. Like I don't want a yeah, not a single moment. fucking moment without food. Every moment in a restaurant should be filled with food. It was crazy. Why are there? What were they thinking that you were going to like eat this appetizer and then, then clear it and then they'd be like, okay, now's an appropriate amount of time. Oh, that's that's weird. Is that an English thing? Do you think? No, because I've been to England. Oh, okay, and they're they're fine with it. They're just like, okay. Well, one, do they have appetizers in England? No. <coughs> are we going to France? We should. Dan and I are going to do a wake up with wine. From we should. fucking Bordeaux. I mean, we are going to be somewhere. <laughs> we should. Alsace. We're going to be in Alsace. We should. I want to spend at least a couple days in Paris. A couple days in Paris. We can go other places. We'll go That's to the fine. Louvre. I mean, we can't afford to, one, stay in Paris. No, entire. absolutely can't. I don't know what garbage dump we're going to stay in. <laughs> it's going to be so... <laughs> I hope we're it's going not like to... Amsterdam. I hope it's not like Bob's Youth Hostel. Oh, my Amsterdam. God. We're going to get scabies in... France. Yeah, we are. Because we're, we're going to have, we're going to, like, uh, what's in our price range is going to be, like, some scabies, I need whore to motel, right we'll or probably have to buy a whore in order to stay at the place, and we'll be like, no, no it's fine, we don't need, to, you can keep the money, but we just need the room. If offered to go to a discotheque and take ecstasy, <laughs> we are a yes on that, right? Yeah. We are a we. We. Right? I don't know like, if I, I should do ecstasy think anymore. You should. Half a bill. Okay. Because it's like no massage train, but we're still happy. <laughs> it's like we're not ridiculous. But then that has to be like one of our last days in Paris because it'll ruin everything else. For no, us. half doesn't. Mm-mm. Also, do we have time to go to the Louvre? 
If we're only doing a couple days in Paris. Well, what else are we going to do? The Arc de Triomphe? Is that embarrassing? The Arc de Triomphe? Jesus, Natalie, yes it is. The, uh, with the, in the legs? Well, here's the the thing. I was doing a little Googling, um, and I don't know if you know the website Pinterest, um, but it's basically like a social networking site. And you can I was just invited like, to join it, but I thought, too much you social could, networking. Yeah, I know. It is too much, and I don't really keep up with it, but you can, like, basically when you come across, like, pictures on the web that you like, you can just, like, pin them. So it's supposed to be, like, a giant cork board or something that you've, like, pinned photos that you like, too. And you can create different categories. And I've created a, a Paris... A web-based cork board. Yeah, I know, but it's... It's depressing. It. Just well, it's not that depressing. You can share it with people. Why is it depressing? I don't know. I just find everything online a little depressing. I know. I know. Because it's not tangible. Because pretty soon we're just going to be sitting in white rooms ordering Burger King to ki- delivery. I know. And just computer screens everywhere and no <laughs> books. We talked about this that 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 Burger King delivery. If that becomes widespread, I am in like real big trouble. How can you possibly deliver something that costs four dollars? I know because they'll add a four dollar delivery charge on it, and I'll still do it because I want that fucking chicken sandwich. You want that BK fish sandwich? I don't want the BK Ew. fish sandwich. Like, Ew. Is there anything worse than a fish Ugh. than a fast food fish sandwich? Ooh. Adam oh, loves boy. the you know McDonald's fish one. When I was life. really drunk, I went to. Um, I went to the rock and roll McDonald's as I want to do. It's more expensive. That's the rock and roll part. It, it, yeah, it's just it, more expensive. It's more expensive, and they don't have a dollar menu, and they don't make yeah, McDoubles. Yeah, it sucks. There's no dollar menu. There's no McDoubles. Fuck Why you, do you rock and roll McDonald's. So I thought that I got a McDouble. Somehow I ordered a double filet of fish, or that's what came. Oh, that's I still terrible. ate it. Oh, boy. I still it ate it. It doesn't taste good, does it? Um, when I was drunk, it was fine. Ugh. I do like the Southern style chicken sandwich, though. Can we eat at a McDonald's in Paris? Yes, absolutely. I mean, God. The ketchup is better. It wasn't hungry. I don't know. (laughs) And you can get a beer. At the... You can get beer. At European McDonald's, you can get beer? Yeah. Let's do it. It's way fucking better. Europeans understand the importance of drinking all the fucking time. And it's something Americans... Let's be always a little drunk or high. When That's we're another thing. Ooh, wait. Can we be high in Europe, though? Will we be put in jail? Oh, not in Girl, France. Girl, I'm not doing it. I'm not getting high I'm not doing a Brooklyn Palace thing. That's Shit, tiring. I know. That's tiring. You know, my boss went to went to Jamaica. Oh, and they were crazy. They were talking about where they can get weed, and I was just like... I was like, you gotta be careful, because I was like, I think Jamaica, like, if you're not careful, though everyone's like, oh, Rastafarians, like, Jamaica actually has really draconian drug laws, and I was like, I'll, I I told her I was gonna watch Broke Down Palace, so that I knew what character I should be. You know, Jamie went to Jamaica, and it was a crazy fucking experience. He was not at a resort, and if you're not at a resort, you're in impoverished scary Jamaica land and you yeah. stick out like a white like you are so white right. and people think you have money even if you don't and people and you, but you still want to get do. high like yeah. relatively you do but and then but you still want to get high Jamie had all sorts of weird fucking experiences and he slept in like a hammock in the backyard of this house and he said that he just heard like it was just like wild dogs crazy insects yeah, there's a lot of weird insects in, in, like, those island countries. I feel like, also, like, giant fucking spiders. Like, I don't want to go to, like, I don't really understand the point of going to Jamaica and staying at a resort, but if, like, the rest of it is too sketch, like, just don't go. Like, Jamaica doesn't really... There was a thing on National Geographic Channel one time about, um, like, banana farming, and that the actual collection of bananas. So, you know, there's obviously, like, a giant industrial, you know, system that brings bananas to this country and distributes them or whatever. But, like, the actual farming of bananas and the bunches and stuff is still very old school. It's, like, a person literally climbing up a banana tree with, like, a big, like, hooked knife, and they cut down a bunch of bananas. The thing is, there's these giant hairy spiders that live in the bunches. So these people, like, cut down, you know, and it's, like, a, a bunch that's, like, basically as big as your torso. They, like, hoisted over their shoulder they're watching and these spiders bite and it's poisonous and these people get bitten on their neck oh my god 
and it. And what kind of spiders? I can't even remember. I want to say that they're called like banana spiders or something because they they seriously live so close to bananas because it's like very um, you know they're sweet and there's a lot of like animals and stuff that will come up and try to eat bananas. Because like this doesn't compare, but even when I go to get wood off of a wood pile, Ugh. I'm like, give me some gloves, man. Yeah. Because there is some shit in these woods, and by woods I mean pieces of wood. <laughs> <laughs> by woods I mean. Trees that I've cut down. I want to make a I want to make a wake up with wine statement here. Also, you know, right. we're not just mourning Preach. the death of Whitney Houston. Great girl. God bless. We are also mourning the loss of the Lavender Hour. Oh yeah, and yeah. This is one of our favorite podcasts. It's Duncan Trussell and Natasha Legero, two LA comics. And we loved them, and they broke up, and now their podcast is no more, and Duncan's going out on his own. He's a rogue podcaster. Yeah. He's a rogue. He's I believe around. that he can do it, and I believe that they were very different people. Um, yeah, I mean, relationships, and that's, that that's happens. That's life. That's inevitable. I think they were charmed by each Love other. Love isn't real. They were charmed by each other. They were so different. Yeah. They got along. Yeah. But it, and it didn't work out. and But we are just so sad for them. And all, sad, mainly sad for ourselves because we don't know them personally <laughs> at all. Um, mainly sad for like what my work day is going to be like. I actually brought this up at work. I was like... <laughs> my I was like, I was like ugh. I, I just kind of like made this weird sign. My boss was like, what's wrong? And I was like... I was like, my favorite podcast is no more. And... Now I have to find a new one, and I don't have time to find a new one. I almost don't know what I did before podcasts at work. Like, they have right. consumed my life yeah. at work. To the point where if either of my attorneys even calls me, I am fucking annoyed that I've had to pause my podcast. Right. And also, right. I am on the verge of fucking walking out of that place. I'm going to tell you what. Whoa. I know that it's very uncouth to say the word retarded, but I really want to ask the attorney that I work for, are you retarded? It could be just mild retardation, are, though. Do you have some sort of... Functional retardation. Functional retardation. Because <laughs> we have worked together for six years. We should be a well-oiled machine at right. this point. And you're still typing me emails he with the entire... She. He, he. With the entire body of the email in the subject uh, line. In the subject line. I can't... I'm just... I'm unhappy. I'm doing other things. My uh, my managing attorney is very condescending about, like, oh, you got a show tonight? You know what, man? Like, hey, I'm actually funny, and I can sing, and I'm doing other stuff, and maybe it's not paying me, because guess what? Artists don't get paid to do shit. But man, I fucking hate this place. Like, god damn it, I hate this place. I And I just have to deal with it, I guess, or quit and find another job, but I feel like it's 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 any job, right? Or dealing with these people is right. any job. And right. I'm like, there are two questions that you never have to ask me if I'm at work. One, what are you doing? I'm working. Two. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I'm at work. <laughs> How do you think that I am doing? <laughs> don't ask me those questions. Seriously, don't ask them. <laughs> oh, I can't take it. It's crazy. I mean, it's just it's just a fucking crazy, boring, boring. I know. Boring. Place. I feel like I had like such a rhythm at work with podcasts, like. Mm. Where I was like, I had, I listened to like Rachel Maddow mm-hmm. in the background for a while while I worked. That was one hour. And then I had at least once a week for a while, although they hadn't put out one for a while. Uh, Lavender hour. hour. Here's what I'm doing now. Democracy Now. I try to find a great oh, group. Oh, I can't listen to. Smartest man in the world. I can't listen to that either because it just sounds like he's just like talking. It sounds like he's reading a fucking encyclopedia at me. Yeah, but I'm finding out things where I'm like, I'm pissed that I don't know about these things. Like the Maldives. What's happening in the Maldives? But I'm not going to expand on it because I'm 
still don't know what's happening in the Maldives, but something, you know. Uh, a president was ousted because he was trying to bring up global warming, and he tried to do this, uh, this like, uh, presidential, you know, uh, hearing from the bottom of the... They set up desks at the bottom of the ocean and scuba dive down because the Maldives... I don't know. Something's going on with the Maldives. Well, because island nations are like... We're going to be completely washed away as the sea rises. Because some of them are only, like... They're tiny. You know, at their sea highest... Level. At their highest point are, like, five feet above sea level. That's so crazy. Five feet. So, anyway. Greg Proops, Smartest Man in the World, is one of my favorite things ever. I know. I Lavender like Hour. You don't like it? I don't like it. What? That's so surprising to me. I just, I, just, I just said I don't like it. I feel like he's reading an encyclopedia at me. and I You said that about Democracy Now, I thought. Oh, yeah, well, no, just Democracy Now, I don't like because I feel like it's like NPR on crack. And that's what I like about it. And, and I also feel like it's very, groups. like, I feel like a lot of, like, students for progressive action, kids that I knew in college, I feel like they're, they were big, like, Democracy Now people. And, I don't know. I just, I like it. I mean, it's. I think it's a good way to get informed. Greg Proops is fucking hysterical, and he's has the best taste in anything, and he's, like, the most eccentric straight man I've ever encountered and not encountered. And I just I think mean, he's he so... Straight? He's straight. That's weird. And not British. You know what I mean? Like, it's so weird. <laughs> he's from Canada. I mean, he's so funny. I, I think you should give him another chance. I don't know. I'm what... not going to give him another chance, but okay. Okay. Sclarbro country. I, mean, I don't even like sports. It's all about sports. But it's very funny. It's all the, like, mm. sports stories, like, about the personal athletes fucking up, getting drunk, being crazy. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, fuck. I don't know. Just podcasts. It's all I listen to all day. I know. You listen to a lot. I don't like to be interrupted, you know? Well, and I told you what happened when I said that my favorite podcast was Lavender no more... One of my coworkers was like, podcasts? Who listens to podcasts anymore? What does that mean? And I was like, oh. Podcasts are just now, like, fucking sweeping the nation. (coughs) Aren't they? I feel like it was, like, a trendy, like, topic back when we were in, like, late late college. Like, 2004, 2005. I was like, oh, you can make a podcast. But... I don't know. I feel like there probably weren't enough. I don't know. Like, the, just the technology and, like, mobile devices that could download things on the go kind of thing. Like, it just didn't exist. I feel like the technology's come to a point where, like, podcasts are much more accessible. Like, yeah. I mean, I can be on the train and I can be like, oh, I, I want to listen to Lavender Hour and just, like, tap it and I can and listen to the And it's just no more. Just. Yeah. And I mean, I've said it before, I think, or you've said it. I mean, Duncan Dressel's kind of my Oprah. I mean, he says things on the Lavender Hour, and I listen, and I do the things that he says that I shouldn't do. That I should do, but he's not telling me to do them, but then I do them anyway. Do you know what? So, okay, so my mom has always, is a big, like, not, it's not the secret. She doesn't believe in the secret, but. Which is just the power of positive thinking. Essentially. Is that, is that all it is? Essentially, and I don't necessarily have a problem with that. No, like, I mean that's like reasonable. choosing to view the world through like a positive lens and and choosing to like see the things that you want to see, like and trying to like bring good things into your life. I don't think that that's a bad thing. So I don't. I don't either. But like, I think some people take it to this extreme where it becomes like, okay, just because you think something, uh, you know, you know yeah. what I mean. But uh, my mom is very like has all. Uh, she read this book, and I cannot remember what it was because she's read like a million books, but one of the books that was, was talking about, like, if you have, like, a question or you don't know what to do in your life is to, like, literally verbally say out loud, like, what you're looking for. Like, be like, oh, I don't know what to do about X or something. And then, like, just wait. That, like, the universe will, like, give you an answer. Like, if you continue to live your life and continue to make, like, positive strides for things like something will happen that will be like whoa that's 
true. And, like, you'll just see weird... It's, you know, it's like believing there are no coincidences and, like, you'll start to see connections between things. Not that I am, like, reading too much into it, but, like, I was making a joke all week because I've been, like, so stressed out at work because we're so short-staffed and I'm just, like... You know, I've been joking that, like, I need... That I was, like, by the end of the week I was going to be doing that, um... That chant that that um, Tina Turner does and the end of or it's Angela Bassett does at the end of what's love got to do with it which is like Duncan does that and right and then I wound up listening to this episode of Lavender Hour like the day that I was talking about that and they were talking about like Buddhist chanting and it was just weird because it was like there and not that, that happened really with done. Dan my other friend Dan brought up Battlestar Galactica and then I was like oh let's watch Portlandia I haven't seen any of the second season first episode 100% about Battlestar Galactica what? That's do I so need to weird. watch that and show? Not, I don't know like there's a part of me that's always like there is no god everything's just like random chance and we're I don't know I mean you know I think we've all read existentialism and feel strangely connected to it but, but you like, think that's god? But, like, I don't know. I mean, sometimes it's, like, weird things. And, like, I mean, I don't believe in astrology, but there are, like, weird times where, where like, my horoscope is, weird. is like, like, too weirdly accurate. And remember? Where it's, like, specific things that are, like, literally happening in my life where it'll be, like, like, money things or something, and it'll be, like, my horoscope that day will be, like, all about money or, like, dealing with a difficult personality at work or something like that where it's just, like, it is, like, so tuned into it and right. Remember when I got that medicine card reading? No. What? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Uh, sorry, I don't like remember my... every time you've gone to see a psychic. But you were there. Where you guys bought me a medicine card reading for my birthday. It was like in heaven. Oh, like when in... we were like 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. weren't you sitting there thinking this is strangely accurate? I don't remember what she said. Well, I don't either. But I remember at the time thinking, whoa. I remember not too long after that, I went to um, a psychic. I think we were like 15 because I was like a freshman in high school. And um, it was a palm reading. Was it the one right on Washington and Ogden in that house? I think she's so. just listening. She's, she has like entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Like she's got the TV on. It was, I was like, okay. And you're just Is in her this, house? Okay. okay. Oh, are you going to turn the TV? Okay. So, so, so not, not the that TV maybe she was not the most credentialized, but it like really stuck with me. And I, I, I know this sounds like so dramatic, but the, like a psychic would have this kind of effect on me. But. She said um, that everyone, no one is a new soul. Okay. That, you know, everyone's like an old soul. That we're, we live many lives. And the, the different lives that we live, essentially like reincarnation. And that each time you're like reincarnated, your life is about something different. So there's like money or power or love or fame or infamy or, you know, there's like different things that your life can be about and that you can't really have it be about multiple things that like your life is kind of has one theme basically to it and she's like the theme of your life is unclear but what I can tell you is that this is not a life that's about love whoa and I was like 15 that's intense I know and it's kind of True. <laughs> Whoa. I know. Are you letting that psychic determine? I don't know. And that, like, I, I honestly do think that I'm like, did a psychic at 15, like, did she fucking get in my head that I, like, can't, that I can't let myself experience love? But this is, like, a fucking crazy question because I ask myself that, too. Like, have you ever been in love? Like... Your experience of love is only what you know. Like, is there something bigger? Like That's true. I don't know. I mean, it's sort of like, I don't know if you've ever thought this, it might just be like weird stoner thinking, but like, have you ever thought like, what if my perception of color and sound or something is like, 
and taste is completely different from yours. Right. Like, what if the way that I see purple is completely and utterly different from you, and it's completely and utterly different from my mom, but we've all just coalesced around, like, oh, this thing is purple. Right. So, that's purple. We all just have, like, a completely different perception of it, but we've all agreed on to, like, align our different Well, we've all been told what purple is. Right, that's what I'm saying. But I'm like, what if the way that... What if the purple that you... What if the color that you see as purple is the color that I see as red, but we both agree that, like, our perception of that color is purple? That's insane. That's insane. I know. It's so deep. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, it's the same thing with love. Like, yeah, what if the connection that you've felt with someone, like, what if it barely scratches the surface of, like what actual love is. Right. Because I don't know. I just know what I've experienced. Right. And I don't know if that's love. I don't know. I mean, I know what obsession feels like. I know what jealousy is. I don't know. (laughs) I definitely know what what obsessed jealousy is. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. I, you know what? There's a part of me... Like, I'm turning 30 in a couple weeks. <laughs> I know. Don't clap for it. And there's a part of me that has, like, some real weird anxiety about it. It's, like, very, um... I don't know what the right word is. Just, like, sad about it. That, like, I kind of realize that, like, things like... Um, just, like, anything that's, like, a... They were talking on on NPR about, like, the youth movement in Greece. And I was like, I'm not really part of a youth... Like, No, we're not the youth. We're not a youth movement. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just weird. Or, like, today at work, we're starting this, like... Um, we're helping... I'm part of a group that's helping start this, like, diversity initiative at our company. And one of the guys who's involved with it is young. And we were... It somehow got on the top of Whitney Houston because all roads lead to Whitney Houston when you're in a room of gay men. Right. And um, we were talking about, like, the bodyguard. And somebody made, like, a Kevin Costner joke. And he, like, didn't get it. Because he hadn't seen the, the bodyguard. And we are like... <laughs> I mean, you've heard... The bodyguard. You've heard I Will Always Love You, right? I've heard he's that like, song. He's like, yeah, it's from the... He's like, yeah, I mean, I've heard the song. And we're like, it's... What? And then we did the math, and it was like, oh, yeah, you were, like, eight. But I don't know. Why wouldn't I see the bodyguard? I mean, I feel like I... I loved Kevin Costner. I mean, I feel, wasn't he, like, a, the Prince of Thieves or something? Wasn't he... <laughs> the Prince of Tides. The Tides. He was also the Prince of Thieves. <laughs> was he in... No, he wasn't in Prince Tim of Tides. That he was... was um, Tim Cup. He was Tim Cup. Him and Rene Russo. Was he the Prince of Thieves? He was... was no, he that wolf? was Robert Redford. Was he Redford. Dancing with Wolves? He was in. He was in Dancing with Wolves. Kevin Costner, I feel like, was a hot guy, and I loved Whitney Houston. Why wouldn't I see the? He body had sort of a rugged, like, um, I don't know what the right word is, but like, I guess actually, sort of like a Robert Redfordy, like, American, like all American, like range. yeah, like I kind of live out in in the in the frontier, kind of a thing. Like a ruggedness about him, like a folksy charm. Oh, Kevin Costner. He was in. He was a prince of something. Yeah. No, he, he was, was Robin Hood. I mean, he, he prince, was. He was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I would die for you. God, I fucking. I loved that movie when it came out. Walk the wire for you. I'd yeah, die, die for you. Where's Brian Adams? What was that fucking weird song about the woman where it was like, Have you ever really, 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 really? <laughs> oh, that was from the really, Don Juan really, DeMarco really, really soundtrack. Loved a wo- you love a woman, you tell her that she is a woman. Here's the thing. One time in Wales, <laughs> one time in Wales, I was at a club. Yeah. And I'm admitting something, why knows? And I Confess. started crying to the song. It's not, it's Enrique Iglesias. What was his song? His big song. This is 2002, 
like big huge song. It was the one that was the video of like him and um, was it Anna Kornikova? Anna Kornikova like hooking up in a bathroom or something. What was it? You can run, you can hide, but you can't escape my love. No, that's not what was the other one? What was his other hit? Oh, I don't know. Come on. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, but I mean, so but I you're cried to, it. to Enrique Iglesias. Enrique Iglesias, come on, Enrique, what's the song? I'm trying to find out for you, girl. Please find out because it was like so devastating to cry to Enrique Iglesias at a club in Wales, and you're wondering why am I the one drinking these bitters, these bitter drinks, these bitter, <laughs> these bitter warm beers? Hero. Hero. <laughs> I can be your hero, baby. Wait, oh. and you were crying to that song? Yeah, I don't know oh, no. why. It was sad. It was like a moment. It was a life moment. Life moments. Did you give a life moment? I'm just wondering. You don't have to. Like, maybe you don't have one. It's fine. I mean, I feel like my life moment of the past week has been my job. It... There's supposed to be four of us on my team. There's supposed to be me. And now there's one. Two people, two people in a senior associate role, and then a, like an entry level member who's in the associate role. And right now, both who of the. Who does all the work, right? I mean. And both of the senior associates. Um, Jump ship. They, yeah, one of them left the agency and another one moved to a different team. So I am, it's just me and the associate. And do you know what? Thank God for this girl because she is, she's actually very smart and she's like been able to like take on a lot of work. So we've been able, but it's just like, it's hard because I'm supposed to be, you know, there's just like a level of like, you know, there's a level of like management and like stuff that I'm supposed to be doing and like supervising the like, the day-to-day tactical stuff that's happening, but I've had to, like, do the day-to-day tactical stuff and try to, like, do some higher level. I don't know. It's just been so stressful. I just turned in a timesheet that had 135 hours on it. Oh, my God. For two weeks. (laughs) That's that's too many hours. That's insane. That's too many hours for two weeks. But, I don't know. We're... So they're moving somebody new onto my team, and we're hiring somebody, so I'm, like, hopeful it's going to get better. Can we talk about our sponsor? Oh, yeah. This week's sponsor is... Oh, oh, I love it when we buy wines that we can't pronounce. Okay. René Barbier. (laughs) René. René. René Barbier. Mediterranean white. I'm nervous that there isn't really a type of wine, mm. given that it's just called white. It's, it's just a Mediterranean white. It's just white wine. Isn't it a Mediterranean? Catalonia. Read the back description. What the back say? Summarize the back. Do you know the thing is that I remember? Because um, there was a thing on TV not too long ago where they were talking about wine labels, and that French wines always give you the breakdown. Like, the breakdown of what type of grape it's from and where it's from. And that Spanish wines just give you, like, the the type of grape. They're napping. They're too... Yeah, they're just like, oh, it's just a grape. (laughs) It's wine. It's wine. Wine brand wine. Just deal with it. Okay. Mediterranean White by René Barbier. (laughs) This is a $5.99 Trader's deal. (laughs) Oh, okay, I'm gonna read the back. There's the back a picture level. of just let, let's describe the picture. Was yeah, that it a, was of, that a beach chair? Yeah, it's it's a well, it's not well, a it's beach like a, chair. It's like a dining room table set up on a beach. It's like a yeah, like a cafe chair and this little table on a beach. It sort of has a um, like a what if like you a were to paint a watercolor yes. of a Corona ad. If you were a tourist and some of man had some look. oil paintings and you bought one, <laughs> exactly, which we will do when we're in France. Mm-hmm. God willing. Can we spend some time on the French Riviera? Where are we going to go? The Arc de Triomphe? 
Um, the Eiffel Tower, the Louvre. Yeah, somebody told me that we have to go to the Eiffel Tower at night. I, there's got to be a Joan of Arc museum, right? <laughs> okay. But sure. Joan of Arc was cr- like crazy cool. She was burned alive. Yeah, but she was crazy cool. Burned alive. She was like the leader of men at age. I know. She was a what warrior. Was, what was she, 15? Yeah, that's, that's fucking insane. Okay. For yeah, hundreds of years, wine has been a part of everyday Mediterranean life. Well, we know that. Okay, fact. Okay. <laughs> the temperate area of warm, sunny days and cool evenings has produced some of the world's finest wines. Okay, also a fact. This isn't one of them. <laughs> yeah, this is not one of them. Like, go find them in other bottles. Uh, the most celebrated... Uh, okay, this is where it starts to get maybe into a little bit of like... Okay, this is puffery. Among the most celebrated are the wines of René Barbier. <laughs> These wines are made from the same indigenous grapes. Okay. This is a little ridiculous. These wines are made from the same indigenous grapes as the Phoenicians, Greeks, and Romans cultivated over 2,000 years ago. Wow. Mediterranean wine is a crisp, dry, and lightly refre- is light and lightly refreshing. Served chilled as an aperitif, or as a wonderful complement to seafood, summer salads, mm-hmm. pasta, poultry, or shellfish. They're just is like just anything. Basically. How about pizza? Is the pizza is not listed? It also says government warning, according to the Surgeon General. Blah 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 blah. Oh. Oh, imported by. Because I was worried, because I saw at the bottom it said USA Sonoma, California. Um, but it was just imported by a company in Sonoma. I want to give, how many minutes have we even been doing this? Uh, one hour and six minutes. we got to wrap it up. Here's wrap what I want to say, Winos. you got something to look forward to. Um, Dan and I, along with special guest Michelle Peterson, Whack Publications, formerly known as are going to do an Oscars, pre-Oscars. Oh, yeah. Wake Up With Wine. The funny thing about it is when you listen to the episode, the Oscars will have happened. You will know that we were wrong or right. It's not going to be helpful in any way. We're going to give our predictions. Our predictions. I don't even know if I'm looking forward to the Oscars. Like, I know that Cirque du Soleil is performing. They are? I know that we're both excited about Michelle Williams. We are. Oh, we we're saw holding hands my week over with it. Marilyn, and we love. She him. deserves she an did Oscar so great. for that. I mean, Jesus, God, don't give it to fucking. I don't uh, even know. We're gonna have to do uh, some research. Meryl Streep. I mean, God damn it. This is eight four seven. Oh, is that the is that the pizza? Hello. <laughs> okay, I'll be right down. Thanks. Oh, our pizza's here. Okay, so look forward to that. Do you have a five dollar bill? Because I need to tip a little bit. Yeah. More. Okay. Wake up with wine. Okay, thanks everybody. Bye. Bye.